God bless America. Oh, man. A flood tide of filth is engulfing our country in the form of newsstand obscenity. It is threatening to pervert an entire generation. <laughs> of this material has been described as an illustrated, detailed course in perversion. Oh God, deliver us, Americans, from evil. <laughs> this is uh, this is Anthony. <laughs> this is Kyle, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the political realm life realm as we see it yeah yeah really i don't ever watch the news so i mean there's like no real need to because i don't have a tv i just use my computer and you can read you can read um articles you can find stuff on twitter like nowhere if you're in the right places there's nowhere you can go or that probably won't have that information because i mean i don't know i find myself looking up political stuff and the news and like just these discussions and these communities sort of form online if it's reddit or twitter or whatever you can find the news the news isn't hard to find and it's you can have access to a whole bunch of different like news articles and different forms of media and alternative or uh, independent media and stuff you can you can find everything and have everything there whereas when you're just watching one station's news channel it's just it's weird and not I just having, put it on for entertainment at this point. And I was watching like just this go down for four hours. It was just and I and not having not watched it before, I was sort of like just losing my my mind after a while because I was like, it's literally just they'll have like a, a segment and then they'll go to commercials about the journalists. So it'll be Chuck Todd with like a basketball being like, We're here for the hard hitting news action and like Chris Matthews, and it's like very like dramatic and passionate. Chris Matthews was talking about how I'm here for the the ones that get stuff done, the ones that don't seem you know that, that the underdogs. It's just some like stupid like just corny bullshit. And then it's just a whole segment, and the whole segment was I have someone on that's gonna at some point bring up Bernie Sanders, and but the, every time they did it, it was just in this tone of skepticism, and it was. It was right in front of your face. Yeah. <sighs> Bernie. <laughs> yeah, she was just like, oh, God. Did you see that one? These people really the want health care. These side. poor people are really doing it, aren't they? Yeah, there's a lot of people here, and they're very excited, but. And they, that was the whole thing the <sighs> whole time. And then once they announced once they announced that Chris Matthews was coming up, I was like, oh, got to get ready for this. This is, and, and uh, the fly. Yeah, and the first time he was just like it was it, the voting had just begun and he was already Bernie was already in the lead and he was just like, "Oh, well, this is it. It's, you know, whatever. You might as well just call it now, you know." And and, and then he it's went into he did a couple things that that day where he was like he said uh to one lady, it was like a panel of people and they were, and they were just he would he said you know, should I mean moderates, like who do they want to pick? Like should they just like stay home? And wait four years and, and vote for someone they actually want to win. And I was like, "You're advocating for voting for Trump, dude. Like, what are you?" And they were just all like, "You could just see it on their faces. They're just like, fuck, like, 
this guy is they're just like silent like and just you could just see it on their face and then he went into just have the Nazi more thing four more years of Trump and I was just like did he just say that on TV he just and I was like wait 1940 France <laughs> and without saying Nazi soldiers storming Germany he he alluded to it by saying you know the prime minister or the general of of France um, calling up Churchill and saying it's over and he's like what do you mean you have the greatest army in the world and he's like it's over and I was like wait he's talking about Nazis storming France and just walking right through France and being like what's up and like and he's comparing Sanders winning to that it's in his world it's seriously like the oncoming of the apocalypse being like this sort of centrist dude who's had his pretty solid career yeah i mean it's totally equal he's gonna have to pay some taxes a lot of jews got gassed it's pretty simple yeah well (laughs) it was i was just like lost it and then it just took off online i was just like whoa he just did that and it was pretty it was pretty wild and and he he had or the the main host had some other people on that were like you know, Bernie is kind of popular in the same way Trump They've been saying that since 16. Trying to too. paint him, like, do that so they could paint him in this picture that he's... Yeah, he's just the left's Trump. Which, what does that mean? Because they're too... Not, not Bloomberg. It's definitely Bernie, if you're going to Yeah, that's it. a good point. Bloomberg is on par with that. Because I was thinking, for a second, I was thinking, okay, Trump, Trump had his populist moment, but it... He obviously was bullshitting, and everyone knew he was bullshitting except for the people who voted for him. But they voted for him largely because he had that sort of anti-establishment politics. Oh, anyone didn't see past that bullshit. Bloomberg is a is a good comparison to. Hey, he's a Republican talking left. He's not even left. He's a Republican exactly that, that like fucking Trump switched over to. Trump was a Democrat switched over to be a Republican because he thought Republican base was fucking stupid and would be able to win them easily. Bloomberg was a Republican and now he's pretending to be a Democrat. They both fucking want to fuck their daughters. They're both friends with Epstein. They both harass women. They're both racist. Like, they're the same fucking people. And and yet, how in the same breath do you say Bernie Sanders is... The only, if the only thing you could say was that well, they're outsiders. And in and, and, and the way that Bernie Sanders hasn't been an outsider, he's been involved in politics for 40 years. Trump is just the, the scummy corporate um, rich dude who pays off politicians. And he even admitted so in his words back then. So they're not the same. But the media is trying to paint it that way. Because they don't give a fuck about telling the truth. It's not what they get paid for. Yeah, they're shaping. They're trying to just shape this this picture, this character of, of Bernie as just this crazy, unreasonable, loud old guy that that is just in in so many words. And it's they don't even have to say it. They can allude to it in these in these like little gestures towards it, or like the tone of your voice, like you know. I mean, what are you gonna do here? This and and the thing is with Chris Matthews and Chuck Todd, they just lay it out there. Like they absolutely don't like him. Yeah, they hate him, and they're just gonna call him a Nazi. This Jewish man who lost family in the Holocaust. Uh, they're brown shirts. They're pretty much akin to Nazis, and they're uh, online Nazis going around beating everybody up. 
And that's the thing. Chris Matthews has been um has been running with this whole I mean, since since Iowa, he was he was sitting there with his arms crossed, pouting, like Bernie Sanders is <laughs> not gonna be president. And then as he's kept winning, it was just the madness and misery that he's steeped in is is been growing ever more just apparent and blatant. I mean, when you go from saying like giving your opinion as a journalist as that's one thing to sort of say, like, you know, he's not going to win, but to steadily progress into the Red Scare, into his, him being a Nazi, is just, it's, it's kind of maddening to watch. That, I don't know who Bernie supports. Is Bernie, Bernie, who, who's, what is Bernie all about? Yeah, and that, that's the thing. I was like, watching this, and I was like, this is absolutely maddening if you're watching this 24 hours a day, or, I mean, let me rephrase that. It's it has to you have to be kind of crazy to watch that all the time and only watch it because I remember people, someone saying like MSNBC it drives you crazy if you watch it all day and that's all they have on at work and I'm like, yeah that would fucking suck to watch that all day it's just nonstop news like I don't even know how those anchors do it how do they? That's all my grandparents would do every time I would fucking come over here. Every t- Fox News all day all day all night Fox News for fucking years it wasn't that it was the lakers that was the only break they took and there's always breaking news all day long how the fuck is there always breaking news for 24 hours that's the thing is you can you have access to people's brains for that long throughout the day when you have a candidate a political candidate that sort of that when you have a political candidate that challenges your your class interests or it challenges your well the station they're just propaganda for the state they're not actual news you're not getting anything of substance from them they're getting what you're told right and you're and you're getting these people coming on casting doubt over a a politician that obviously is is working against their class interests the the like illusion of being unbiased is totally thrown out the window. At least it was when I was in the four hours that I watched it. I was like, this is, I mean, I knew what this was and I knew what it was back in Occupy and I knew what it was, you know, prior to that. And, and it, it's, it was just funny after all these years of not watching it, actually watching it and just being like, yeah, this sucks. And this will give you brainworms. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. And I love that this is your first time actually watching mainstream news. No, it's not the first time because I've watched it before and it's always, it was always on at home and, you know, walking. The only time I really see is if I walk by a TV Passing and it's by. on. Right. So um, I'll catch things and, and I've seen things that were just sort of like sort of disturbing in a small way as far as like the way the news frames things. But this we've seen this emerge and we always knew it was coming and it happened. I wasn't as online as far as the election was in 2016. Um, you know, as far as being on Twitter or on, but I mean, I remember going on like Reddit and stuff and seeing everything that was going on and definitely noticing that, okay, well, they're either not paying him any attention, but now it's like, well, that he's sort of center stage. It's all been unfolding really quickly within the last Even couple weeks, couple, last month. Super abrasively, which is pulling the veil off and showing what they're really for. 
Definitely. And and not just the media, the candidates, too, the way it's played out. And obviously, we know it. not everyone can be friends, even though that's what we're told, that everyone has, has to be nice and friendly. Unity. We just need to be unity and a unity candidate. Politics is super friendly all the time, always. It's never rough, abrasive, or nasty. Um, well, you know, that's just how it is. Politics are dirty. And you know what? I didn't expect anything less, did you? Deal with it. Did you expect anything less? Not at all. This is exactly what I expected. Even worse. Well, not even worse. Like, the whole broker convention thing that they're talking about is exactly everyone, every Bernie supporter's worst fear. Just out in the open now. When they asked the question of of the superdelegates, it was sort of mind-blowing. And it was like one by one by one. And I think that's what people give. I've heard people say that, you know, I'll give um, Chris Matthews a pass on that because they let Bernie answer that. Um, Besides, Chris Matthews is a piece of shit regardless whether or not he did that. But uh, asking that question sort of was threw it right in your face. And I'm kind of glad they asked that, which was kind of, I mean, surprising that they did because it made it really apparent that uh, here's what you're in store for. And it, it's a big possibility. And it's on everyone's mind. What's what we're thinking about? Yeah, it was a way to kind of push Bernie voters down, make them feel a little disheartened, maybe not work as hard. Right. Be like, well, what's the fucking point? It's not going to happen. We already fucking super delegates are going to come in. They're going to take it away. It's- the thing is with that, they run a huge risk losing just tons of vote. The next generation of voters. They're fine with that. Another they're four years of Trump. They'll keep their money. They'll be, able to, they'll be able to put on their mask and play their fucking game every continue to collect their paychecks but at the same time and i've thought about that and that's at the end of the day we know that in the world that we live in that's the motivation like they've they've said they want to they they're fine with breaking up the party well i remember hearing that that uh i mean our governor said that there's a real worry of a risk of a civil war between bloomberg supporters or bloomberg the bloomberg part of the party which and all their all their all their media minions and political Minions that are I've been waiting really? for that for a long fucking time. You think nice it was inevitable? Class war, yeah. Class war always rages on. It's just the lines are being drawn now and it's being shown who stands on whose side. Because if you're if you're willing to jump behind Michael Bloomberg and pretend and I've heard that people I've heard stories that people are saying that like, yeah, they probably won't vote for Bloomberg, but they'll they'll run um you know, they'll be a part of his campaign just for the money, the payday that comes out yeah, of it. Yeah, he's paying him a lot of fucking money. I think some of the campaign managers are getting six figures. Don't quote me on that, but I heard something like that. That's a lot of fucking money. Even 50 bucks. Even 300 bucks if you're a fucking college kid. And like, oh, pass out some fucking flyers. Like, he's definitely going to fucking do it because he's going to want some fucking food. And some beer, maybe some weed. He's in college. That's you know what my conspiracy theory was that I thought about the other day, and I was like, an interesting thought. I was like, what if in an attempt to leverage uh, people's goodwill towards him, Bloomberg said, "I will support um, subsidizing the coronavirus vaccine." I was like, I could see him fucking doing something like that. I hope they don't think about that, but I think it would definitely. <laughs> You think that would win some people over? What way to put that out there? Yeah. Don't no one if anyone works for the Bloomberg campaign that happens to listen to this, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. 
but yeah, we've seen the the rise of these attacks. And what I've noticed at the debates is, okay, obviously the Bernie bro thing is never gonna die. It's been and going strong Elizabeth, for four fucking years. It's not back then. It's changed though. It's changed over time. The narrative of it has changed in a way. And the Ber- Bernie bro is always there. But first, it was is specifically, um, like, uh, white dudes that are shitty uh, Bernie bros that want to, like, woo girls over, you know? And not only is it kind of sexist because you're saying, like, these women have no... They're only interested in guys that, you know, um, pretend to be into Bernie Sanders. But it, it's changed now. Now it's, like, just anyone who's an asshole on the internet. And they're also saying what, Russia's trying to help Bernie's campaign. But, but that's the thing. Before Nevada, they released that... that the, before Nevada, they released that report and then they they like retracted it saying you know it's it's been misrepresented uh there's been misrepresentations on uh, of that report and it kind of like died off because at at the end of the day no one gives a shit about that and everyone knows that people are shitty online and if you've never been online before and it's your first time in the last couple years or ever going online but the older people they don't go online at least not go into forums and read comments and shit that's gotta be like one percent of them like boomers Boomers aren't on fucking forums, YouTube comments, or anything. When you go on, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like not being online and and or ever gone online, and then seeing that on the news saying, "Well, Bernie Sanders is getting getting uh, flack for his supporters being mean online." It's like it's like a like it's like anyone knows with any like hopefully rational point of view that if if someone it's not his fault. It's not his fault if someone's being shitty online, and you don't know who it is. You can be anyone online, and he pointed that out. Yeah. You could be a Trump supporter pretending to be a Bernie supporter. You could be a Warren supporter pretending to be a Bernie supporter, and vice versa. It's also shifted, too. It's gone from people being mean online to Sanders himself. Buttigieg tried to say, well, a leader brings out things in people, so obviously there's something wrong with Bernie because he's bringing out all these people being fucking assholes online. So... Yeah, it's it's you, Bernie, and he's just been trying to trying to hit Bernie because he's number two in in, in the votes. Um, but he he's also tried to say that he, Bernie has a politics of division. Yeah, against the billionaires. The thing is, you have to let the billionaires be a part of it, don't you? I mean, we have to be inclusive here. We can't just exclude people. Yeah, that is pretty fucked up. Like, yeah, poor billionaires. What do you want to do? Not have Michael Bloomberg run? Has anyone asked Pete what he thinks about Michael Bloomberg uh, buying his way into the election and dumping all this money? Uh, Probably going to give money to Pete. You know, I read too much. I wouldn't be surprised if he, if Bloomberg like caught steam, he would probably give Pete a uh, VP position. Ooh, that'd be nasty. That'd, that'd be, be fucking <laughs> so gross. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> Some people were saying <laughs> that, that Biden was angling for Warren, and I was like, mm, you know what? Like, Biden has an up in, in South Carolina. Like, what if, what if? I don't think he's going to have that much of a lead tomorrow, though. Could be, but. And that's the thing. I think it's like we're everyone's worried about losing a single state, even though it, everyone loses it. You can't win them all, but, like, I think it's because you know what's going to happen if he, when he comes in second, what they're going to say. Is this, does this spell... The, it's over. Is this the end of Sanders' campaign? Losing steam? There, and if there's only like 5,000 votes in between him and Joe, they'd still say 
Sanders is losing steam. The rise of Joe Biden coming back again. Hasn't won a single state until... On a Super Tuesday, the Tuesday coming up or the one it's, after? It's literally this Tuesday. Oh, fuck yeah. So South Carolina votes tomorrow. So Biden wins. That's only two fucking days of media. Only two oh, days. you're fucking done, Joe. Think Joe's done? Yeah, he's done. Listen, Jack. You're done, Jack. Go hang out with fucking Corn Pop. Inevitably, the the Red Scare is coming out of this, and it's it's just oh yeah, it's like so desperate. Only the old ass people are falling. But they're trying to make they're trying to make it like, well, he's gonna have to face this against Trump, so we might as well start the uh, the smear tax now, attacks now, and get him all nice and warmed up for Trump, because you know the Trump base is already on that. You can text bank and be like, people will be like, fuck Bernie, fuck Bernie, fuck that commie. That's the worst, the worst side of it. But on the other side, you get some cool people, might have some cool conversations. But they're already on that. And Pete even said that way back then. He's like, we shouldn't care if people call call Bernie or call anyone a socialist. They're going to do that anyways. They did that with Obama. Yeah, I mean, they did. Did it work? Did it matter? No. But Obama also played the game, got all the money from the people he needed to get money from, fucking cozied up the superdelegates. So everyone just went with them. It's not going to go that easily this time. No. I mean, and it's and Bernie knows that they're going to try to hit him with that. But, I mean, come on. He said the same thing that, that Obama said. But the double standard is always going to continue. Anything, that's why he's been trying to play like this, take the road where like he's trying to be, you know, despite what they throw at him, he's he's he. That's why he's apologized so much for things that he's this hasn't had to apologize for. Like um, when they booed Hillary Clinton, he you know apologized for that. Or they had they probably had um, was it Rashida Tlaib apologize for it? Which you know, it's like it's this this Hillary Clinton Democrats that are just fueling this rage, and it's like you always knew that it was there like that, but now it's. <laughs> you always knew that it was there like that, but you're bringing, you're bringing it out, and you're bringing, you're just bringing it into light. Like you said, we were pulling the veil back and seeing where where the lines drawn and where to, where does everyone stand? It's it. That's what it reminded me, kind of like of the situation in Occupy, where like I sort of felt that I saw all these things I heard about materialize, where you know, the police came in and smashed everything up and it's like, well, they're just protecting, you know, if this is aimed at the 99% versus the 1%, they're, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, they're protecting, they're protecting the, you know, vested interests that are going to donate to them. Uh, JP Morgan Chase donates to NYPD and they get these people cleaned up. It looks bad oh, yeah. when we have people protesting outside of the bank. And Scientology. Scientology gives so much fucking money to LAPD. Complete sidetrack but yeah it's ridiculous so i mean and largely the i think they're their number one donor actually really? yeah that's why they get away with that's murder. just the whole level of darkness i'm not ready for but um so the red scare is i mean okay the bernie bro hasn't stopped the red scare is probably not going to stop no, Once, none of it's going to stop. What is going to happen? What left-wing movement has ever been easy in this country? I think you'd be hard-pressed. Like, going after socialists is like, 
FBI's number one thing since like the fucking 30s. Not 30s, they weren't even there yet. Like the 40s. The FBI's been going after socialists since like the fucking 40s as their number one priority of, of risk to America. Well, any any sort of movement that rises up, they watch the Black Panthers, they watch Martin Luther King, you know, they definitely... It, yeah. when you, and the sad part is, is that the politics that Bernie Sanders is largely presenting, as he said, isn't radical. It's like these things, in, in some sense, like... No, a lot of it's just going back to what we used to have. I mean, there are, I mean, the Green New Deal, obviously, challenging, you know, the with worker ownership and, and creating jobs, it's challenging what has existed for the last 30 years with the Clinton Democrats and trying to appease Republicans and trying to work across the aisle with Republicans, meaning sacrificing your values and not going for what you believe in. And he's presenting that. He's presenting, look, I'm not going to back down from my values. Don't work the other way. We're going to stay the course, but it's going to take, because Republicans will obstruct and they are completely in the open with being in the pockets of the wealthy and whereas the Democrats, you know, try to present as if, you know, they're not in in some instances. He's saying that if we're going to go ahead and go through with this, then we're going to need people to occupy politicians' offices, organizer-in-chief. Oh, yeah. Imagine the fucking chaos that will happen if their brokered convention plan happens and they just take the fucking vote away from the dude who has the most votes. I don't know. I don't think I don't think I could vote for I will not vote for a fucking Democrat or I I will throw bricks in windows, but I won't vote. I don't know. I I, I probably will. Most likely third party or something, but that's fucking ridiculous. And the thing is, with with running with this whole brokered convention, you are just you just what what they're doing with the Russia thing. Um, because let's let's say the Russia thing, you're doing the work for Donald Trump because they know how much how the, they know how the Democrats have run with the Russia narrative. That if we feed them information that talks about someone they don't like. Bernie Sanders being supported by Russia, then they're going to run off with that. And then Trump can take a couple roads with that. He could say, look at how they're treating Bernie. They're treating him just like they treated me. Or they could say, or they could give Trump the room to say, well, Russia's actually helping Bernie. He, he's, they're not helping me. Uh, the, the results are, are fraudulent. They're, they're just doing the dirty work if the Russia thing's true. They're also doing the dirty work if they have a broker conviction. He could see, look, the Democrats are in chaos. Yeah. Why are you going to vote for them? Vote for me. Yep. They're, they're, they're doing his work for him. They have no control over their own party. How are they going to control the country? And they're doing it for him. And you know what? If you think about it, if they're so opposed to Medicare for all, then they definitely have more in common with Trump than they do Bernie. 100%. The line is is thinning, I, and, and you know what? That's a that's a pretty Democrats hot take. But I mean, fucking great guys. it's kind of not because they're they're work. Democrats aren't even fucking democratic at this point. No, I mean, you think that that one person one vote is a good good measure of how things should go, but then you'll have these pundit brains come on the news and say, actually, 
uh, it's not the people who decide who's the nominee. They just sort of get to like tell people what the general, you know, temperature is. And these totally unelected, uh, un- un- these totally unaccountable. That wasn't a pundit. That was a that was a super delegate that was talking about that. That was one of the super delegates. One of the ninety three ridiculous that the New York Times interviewed. If if you if you These kombucha beers make me or you could <laughs> make you make you poop. Man. If you are saying that, then you have to a either recognize that you're willing to burn it all down to the ground, and this is the hill you're going to die on. Yeah, recognize that, and that's what they said they're going to do. Or you're so out of touch with how everyone else is looking at this that you're just a dumbass, and you're not seeing the bigger that's picture. That's the here. other half. And I, it's hard to tell who's who. Like Chris Matthews, oblivious. That super delicate dude that was on the news this morning, just a total fucking asshole. Though I, I know for Chris Matthews, it was it's ideology. He's driven by his view of the world. Is when he grew up, he was told that the commies were bad, even though they helped us win World War II, and that that you know people. He grew up in that time where these policies weren't radical and crazy, but he's shifted rightward. Or, I mean, I don't, he's probably always been conservative, but the politics has shifted so far rightward that these things that Bernie are, that Bernie's, these things that Bernie is proposing aren't radical. Because from growing up with that ideology, he started making money, and he's been making money ever since then, and nothing has ever challenged that. So he's just been living in that bubble for the last 40 years. Being like 70 years old and you have all that money, and you know it's he, Bernie, and realistically, if he's as politically um, uh, aware as he tries to present himself as when he warns of the creeping dangers of Bernie Sanders, um, then he should also know that Bernie's not going to make him he's Bernie's not going to make him poor. He's not, Chris Matthews is never going to be poor, but the way that it's all shaped up it's is nothing but pure, cynical, just just the worst that you could get out of people who are already super well off because if you if you can frame this debate in around Bernie Sanders supporters being mean online, then you really don't have anything else to worry about. Or you're just, you know, one of us, just working class people that really just soaked up whatever you've seen on TV. And you're the person that watches MSNBC all day and you believe all of it without a critical eye or at least somewhat of a critical eye because this isn't about people being mean online it's about actually doing something that's going to prevent another trump presidency and on top of that well, when you can't really attack the candidate then you have to go after the supporters that's just they have nothing on him right now they don't attack have the supporters yeah they did in 2016 they attacked the supporters clinton called us all um what was it? What did they call us? Sexist something? White sexist males? Like that's all Bernie supporters were. White sexist males. And it she's been she's has definitely 
been vocal about her disdain for Bernie, still runs with this whole narrative that that he, you know, didn't do enough for her when he did plenty for her. Um, and Warren's been echoing those things. Warren's been been echoing Bernie being loud. Warren is turning into the next fucking Hillary. It's so sad to see. And that's what's gonna happen more and more. And I've tried, I've tried to like, you know, sit there sometimes and think about how is this all gonna shape out. And it's like we're in it, and it's hard to see things as they're happening. But these, what had gone from this, these, and, and the thing is, we didn't. You don't see all that as the lead up to this. We always know it's there, but we don't see all the backdoor political dealings that happen. We don't see, you know, the meetings of you know uh, centrists and Hillary Clintonites and and all these people. And and the fact that they they met with Buttigieg before and they've been you know talking backdoors on it is just showing that all these forces are coalescing in the most cynical way against someone trying to give the poor's health care. Yep. And it, it's like Ronald Reagan recorded an album an, a, a, about against socialized medicine. And it's like, are the Democrats falling asleep to that at night? Because I know Chris Matthews probably is. He, just, he recorded an album? He recorded an album against socialized health care. I actually kind of want to listen to like it. An, like an actual album? Well, you know, it's like people make an, like a rock Was album. Is he singing? It, it's a, no, it's like a... Like a <laughs> informative like, word. like a news yeah like a spoken not spoken word but like a political like you know it's like a podcast back in the <laughs> 60s and 70s podcast on wax a podcast on wax and he he did that and i remember someone said oh, glenn beck probably jerks off to this <laughs> and i was like that's probably true no the democrats are they falling asleep to the ronald reagan um anti-socialized healthcare album i don't know but it it in the more and more that we're getting into this it looks like they're yeah, just it looks running like they away are. with it man it looks like we're going to see these lines become more clear yeah they will they will do whatever the fuck they have to do to hold on to their power influence and money that's it's the whole world that's all they know and it's all they want. You can control the narrative. You have a tighter grip on power. But if, and that's the thing is, what happens if he does win? And you know that for uh, like three to, let's say just even two years, the person that wasn't involved in politics has now been exposed to this media bias that's there. Yeah. Aren't they even further They're, shooting themselves? They probably the won't vote. In the, no, the, because in the future, the less people that vote, it's better for them. It's easier them for them to push their narrative and get who they want in. So it's good in a sense. If you want power, you don't want an educated, informed populace. You just want dumb rednecks. That's all you want. Someone's going to be told what to think, fall in line, do what they're told. So, their version of that is... No offense to rednecks, because there's some good rednecks out there. Their version of that is the uh, voter that will just turn out for whatever... Den uh, whatever voter will turn out for the Democratic approved... Democratic establishment approved uh, candidate. Which rednecks used to fucking fight for unionization? 
they fought against the government for unions. I don't know what the fuck happened to Rednecks, but they lost their way. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's true. They fucking lost their way. You talk about a union to a redneck these days, and they call you a fucking communist, where the word redneck came from fucking fighting the government to unionize. Right. Well, that's the thing, is class consciousness is... I think if anything that's coming, that's come from occupying, it's come from Bernie running, is has been this idea of the working class, and I think that's a good, that's a plus, that we've got this idea of that... This conflict in society emerges, and this is just sociological. This is what you learn in sociology class: is that you know, I mean, there are different theories and ways of viewing things, but the one that always just made more sense was conflict theory, and I mean, largely that is just that in a society there is a limited amount of resources, and there's going to be uh, different groups of people going for those resources, and out of that emerges a a class sort of analysis of, well, in society there are, if you, the more resources you accumulate, the more power and influence that you have. And that is, it's being shown and it's being laid out so clearly, which is really interesting is because, and, and that's the whole dynamic that has been missing from politics all along. Like you said, you didn't give a shit about politics until something came about in whatever way Bernie Sanders' presidency has emerged, it has had that class dynamic uh, that was present in unions versus um, the barons that would send, you know, the Pinkertons and mercenaries to, you know, break up their strike or whatever. That class, that whole class dynamic has been missing from the politics that for a long, time. for a long time. And now that Bernie Sanders is bringing that class consciousness and and pretty you know, straightforward terms by posing against the billionaires saying, look, look at right here before you, there's two billionaires on stage who bought their way on onto the stage. Yep. And people just suck it up because they're too busy watching American Idol and fucking The Voice and MSNBC and they don't get any other narrative. It's like, oh, I see this Bloomberg guy a lot. I'm going to go vote for him. Because that's yeah. all it takes for a huge chunk of the voting population. And it, it's largely because, you know, we've, or a society, like, bombarded by advertisement. But like, that's that's the thing. is like, can he pour enough money into this to where he could somehow clinch it by just convincing people over ads? Because at some point, the... Con- being- I don't think he can, but I feel like the right billionaire can. If you get a billionaire that can speak a little better than him without just saying some fucking sexist shit without even saying anything directly sexist. Well, but just I mean, the way uh, he, he was says pretty, anything he was pretty comes direct. out pretty fucking <laughs> racist and sexist. If you get a billionaire that isn't that fucking scummy, you can easily fucking win it. And that's the double standard is is you can have a guy with 61 NDAs running for president, but, oh, you know, he's... He's good, um, but Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, says like, "Hey, it's good that people in Cuba know how to read." It's just <laughs> fuck you. Oh my! I can't believe call me. that he said it's at least good that people learned how to read. Bring that shit in my house. 
never mind. Oh, you, you, you having a kid? Well, that's an inconvenience to me. Why don't you just kill it? All they do is eat and poop everywhere. I mean, he's not wrong there. <laughs> they do but, just kind of eat and poop. Yes, but he he is just brought out the worst, and there's nothing that he can account for. He posts all these ads and advertisements about having having uh, you know helped out diverse communities. And it's like, dude, you terrorized uh, communities of color. Yeah, and, and so many people think Obama has endorsed him because of his advertisements. Joe had one out today that that it wasn't Obama directly endorsing him, but it was like a clip of Obama when he was president saying. You know, there's no greater uh, uh, pleasure I've had than serving alongside uh, my VP, Joe Biden. Uh, and he had that ad playing. There and I was like, this is pretty deceptive, dude. Yeah, he said something good about you like four years ago or whatever, whenever it was recorded. But it looked like he was endorsing him now. And there's no doubt that they've been saving that one up for – I don't know if Obama's gotten his foot into this. And I don't know if he will until there's actually only one choice. Then he'll obviously say, you know, go vote for him. but. But the, I mean, that's a huge endorsement, and Biden putting that out was really deceptive. So in terms of Bloomberg and advertising and influencing people, um, that sucks. Uh, it, but I think there's there's probably a limit to that, and it, we've been bombarded here in California by the Bloomberg ads, and it's content. I think it's, it also gets annoying to a point. I think people watching TV already ads are already annoying, commercials are annoying. Seeing oh my God, it's constant. I'm one of those millennials that still have cable. Because I like to watch fucking hockey. And he his shit is on constantly. Probably yeah, twice yeah, that's during the I've seen Bernie's break. a lot too, but hey, I don't mind seeing his ads. And you, in between that, you'll get fucking tired. <laughs> but what, what, what good has come out of this has been a, a class analysis that Bernie Sanders has posed to the American public that wasn't there that came about during occupy that wasn't there either and 2016 i've heard people call it a like test run in a way even though he was in it to win it then i think everything's more defined now uh and he he won he won nevada with in no small part to the latino voters that came out yeah and what like a high percentage, I think over fifty percent came out and, and supported Bernie. <sighs> and that's because the the campaign has a uh Yeah, are you on fire? No. <laughs> <laughs> the campaign <laughs> yeah. Um the campaign has had a ground game in terms of getting out people who usually don't really vote big uh, focus on their ground the ones game. Coming out. Right. Young people, um immigrants are coming out to, to vote that probably wouldn't have before because he's going into these communities and saying, Hey, like we're fighting for you too. Can we count on you to just come out and, and, and let's do this together. And he won satellite caucuses in Iowa because of immigrant workers at a meat, meat packing um, facility that, that came out and caucus for him. The Latino vote there. Um, the and they definitely stepped up the ground game in a, in a, in a lot of places. And that's, and that's and that's what's funny because the Pete's trying to push this narrative of that it's not inclusive, that he he's he's having this divisive rhetoric and all the mean people that Warren's pushing, you know, the mean thing, and it's like, no, that isn't nope. that isn't true at all. That's where Trump is trying to pivot to. He is he, I heard he, they're setting up offices to try to like influence 
um, black voters to come vote for him, which I think that's a fool's errand. Because historically, yeah, that's, that's a waste of but, fucking But he money. needs it to win because he knows that that if Sanders he emerges, he needs it to win, but he's not gonna fucking. Pete get doesn't it. have any support like that. Mayo Pete doesn't have any support like that. Warren, she doesn't have any support like that. The only one that does is Biden because of you know his his because previous Obama. affiliations and the government and you know Biden you know has this past that he claims you know is attributed to that even though he's worked against all those things that's all he's yeah, got he's worked against all those things that that would help um any sort of marginalized community and and i think bernie sanders has really worked on that too and that also is due in part to having a campaign staff that is diverse and and reflects a broad broader swath of society that no other candidate can claim to have at all so uh, these forces that are coalescing against him have been doing so for a long time, apparently. Long time. It won't stop. It's only going to get worse. I can't imagine what else they're going to try to do. I mean, the delegate thing is the worst. Imagine if he gets a huge win on Super Tuesday. Imagine how ape shit California, the baby. media is going California, go. baby. California's looking good. One to two. Texas. One or two votes. Texas, I think, is is high up there. If Texas he, if he wins Massachusetts, is Elizabeth Warren gonna have any room to stay in? She said she's in it till the very end, no matter what the fuck happens. Even even Ted Cruz the, and Mark Rubio had some who's sense. not Bernie Sanders. The only chance they know that they have is a broker convention, and hopefully the dice fucking rolls on them. But as a candidate, you have to worry about not going into debt. Yeah, but I mean, not if he. Wants, if he just wins a huge majority, then it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I mean, if he if he comes out like full force and it's like there's no way anyone else can catch up, then there's definitely going to be there's definitely going to be hard questions for certain people to face. And I mean, all those I stire like they did they did a poll on on the news, the local news, and even that like Warren was fourth, I think Pete was fifth, then it was like stire, and it was it was Bernie Sanders large. I mean, Bernie Sanders. And most had of those a lot. other candidates, all of their backers are vote blue, no matter who people. So, <laughs> well, well, they say that, and they I'm say sh- that, but I'm there's sure there's some online that. Well, are, of course, every every can every candidate is going to have those people going to be like, Buttigieg or bust, Bernie or bust, Warren or bust. But I guarantee right, a right. majority of those people at the end of the day, at the end of the day, well, they better Bernie versus Trump. They will vote for Bernie. If we've spent how many weeks but talking be about so unity? much less people that will vote for Buttigieg or fucking goddamn Bloomberg or e- even Warren these days. Like she's losing so much of the fucking progressives as she should be because of all of her Clinton-esque bullshit in the past three weeks. Like every fucking two days, I swear, I open my phone and it's just like, God damn it, Warren. Every fucking time. Just going darker. That's what it was like for Biden. It's like, it's like watching funny. fucking Anakin turn into Darth Vader. It fucking sucks. <laughs> that's a good, that's <laughs> a good point. It is. It's Anakin turning into fucking Darth Vader. I think actually, I think actually, uh, there's way more like, enjoyable things about the story of Anakin turning into Darth Vader than there is about about Elizabeth Warren echoing Hillary Clinton. That's saying a lot. Jeez. Well, I, I'm just saying. Oh. 
Not a good look if you look worse than the story about a guy turning into a, a tyrant in outer space <laughs> or whatever. And what does that say about Hillary Clinton? I mean, oh, <laughs> fucking shit. emperor. And and that's the thing. It's like you can't. We can't afford to have these situations. And it's a really bad political move to backtrack on policies. It's always been a bad it, yeah, look. It, well, especially in the internet age where you could just look up a fucking video of her saying two years ago, 2016 was rigged. I don't think they get that. Fucking, we should get rid of the superdelegates and the people should have a say. Like, how fucking stupid are you? Well, they're all fucking boomers. They don't know. But hey, that that's the thing is, we're in a point in time where we don't have we don't have any room for games. We don't have any any chance to fuck things up. So the uh, Bernie Sanders presidency is the best prospect we have of writing a course. And I think in the back there's this anxiety that's looming there. It's like this is the moment, and we're in this moment. And are we realizing we're in this moment where it is absolutely like yeah, I don't know make I... or break it, man. Like. It feels like there were a lot of moments before this that had a much better feeling to it. Right. Civil rights movement, the suffragettes. Well, I feel that was a more I'm sure they, obvious movement happening. Right. Well, things are things are taking shape. Well, I mean, the media and the fucking elites probably learned from all of those movements, and now they had this shit down to a T to keep it fucking authoritarian. Over. I think what comes out of it, though, is is a plus in that we have a turning tide, especially if he wins, that there is going to be people realizing that, that okay, these are the, the... I think people are more interested in politics now than, than they ever were before. So that there is a... 100%. Feel, that, is, that is true. Knowing that, that there's going to be a just huge propaganda and like energy that is going to have to be combated, especially when... I mean, when you have the threat of climate change breathing down your fucking neck, like, I feel like you're gonna have to get fucking more political, right? Yeah, and shot it's gonna, in school it's, every fucking couple months, like, you're gonna get political. There's flooding happening, you know, in different places, and it shows that these things are are inherently political, and and who you where power is rested and who has control of that power is gonna influence outcomes that have a dramatic effect on people's lives and that's largely what's going to happen if bernie sanders wins and there's even just the, the the policy if donald trump is able to get some of his agenda across in whatever capacity that he has he hasn't built the wall he had but he's done things he's been able to deconstruct the administrative state or he's been able to mess up the epa and the department of education if he can do those things which he has done if imagine a Bernie Sanders with a, a presidency, it, it would be um, fucking fantastic. Executive order on its own, he could legalize marijuana nationwide. He could free the weed. Free the weed. I remember. I remember when he was giving his uh, victory speech in Texas after he won Nevada. When he said, "We're going to legalize marijuana," the whole crowd was just like, "Bernie!" Bernie it got wild in there, and he's like, "He's like, but wait, because of the war on drugs and, and, and incarceration." That's pretty great. And everything. Just want they want to feed the weed. <laughs> Texas loves weed. They can grow good weed there too. Yeah, I, I share the sentiments that 
I share that the feeling of uh, grimness, but also hopefulness, too. Uh, Super Tuesday is right around the corner. Super Tuesday is going to set a lot of things clear. Yeah, it is, but will the establishment accept it? Have they accepted it yet? Nope. But if they... Ha- if the numbers add up, like, well, he's going to get the majority. Will they still accept it? Or will they try to come up with some other bullshit? I mean, it's really on them and in the balls in their court to make the right decision. If they don't, then uh, in Milwaukee, when they, they have the, the convention, we'll see what happens with coronavirus looming around. Um, that might be a way to tame any sort of uprising at the convention. But um, I don't know. I think people will still be passionate enough to go and... And cause a ruckus, I mean, there was a little bit of a ruckus at the convention in 2016, 16. so yeah, a we'll little see bit. what happens. Honestly, I kind of would like to be there, but I mean, just witnessing what's going to happen is going to be a really pivotal moment. I'm down politics. to go there if you're down to go there. We'll see, but at either 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 rate, it's going to be interesting seeing what happens when... when or no, if, if Bernie gets inaugurated. I'm down to go to his inauguration day. That would be a fantastic thing to be a part of. I say we do that. Let's do that. Oh, I was thinking of something uh, along the lines of just who is assembling the team that is going to collect every every last bit of um, office supply when Amy Klobuchar drops out. Because that's gonna have to—you have to clear at least a few, <laughs> a few mile radius uh, of office office supplies and office staplers and anything you can throw at someone's head. People are gonna have to start the few hours before, or like a day or two before. You know, just make sure that you're the one who staples your paper and get that stapler out of there. The day she drops out, look at the medical records around the country two year two weeks before. Yeah, it's, it's be about a to go lot down. Of concussions. A lot of lot lacerations of, to the forehead. A lot of hypothermia due to the blizzard from her unlimited, ungodly power of rage. She's the ice queen. Yeah. So on that note, onward we go. Tomorrow is South Carolina. Whether or not Bernie wins, we still have to fight onward. It'll be a good second place. And that's fine with me. He's one fucking the first three. Is it three now or four? Three, right? First candidate in history to do so. So it's looking good. I think there's many more records to be broken. And oh, that's all fucking Bernie does is break records. So that's all our boy keep does. Keep on breaking them. Smash things up. So on that note, we must Peace. keep on persisting onward, fighting, and venturing further and drinking more kombucha beers clear you out